We don't know that Lindsay didn't reach out to her in that way because a good friend wouldn't bring it up on camera. Now, my opinion would be different if Lindsay sat there and said either to her or behind her back, she's projecting on me because Robert's never around and they're always fighting and all of stuff that Danielle has not shared, right? That we know was happening. We know it was happening. They broke up. Welcome to Cocktails and Gossip, the podcast where we drink cocktails, but you better believe we're going to spill the tea. We chat reality TV, celebrity blinds, and the hottest tea from bravoandcocktails.com. And as always, it's all alleged and just for fun. We do not verify our blinds. I'm B, And I'm Amanda. Let's get into this week's tea. What's up, cocktailers and Amanda? Amanda, I just noticed I never say hello to you. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're always talking right before this and we like, catch up on Life. the stuff that's been going on. Yes, I am coming back off of a really quick girls trip that was very much needed had a lot of just great time to just you know how it is with kids it's like even if you're spending like have friends over or whatever it's like you feel like you can't have a full conversation or if there's like a really long story it's like you can never hear the whole long story so it was just so nice to be able to have that time and to come back to i wanted to share the fact that something that B and I are really excited to share that this is our 50th episode. It is. I Can you I believe was, it? <laughs> I can't because I remember when we started, we were like, we'll do a couple and see how we like it. <laughs> yeah. But, and also, I don't think we've said it on here. Did we say it on here or did we only say it on cocktail? But we are very excited to announce that we have found an editor who is able to get us next day turnaround which is also you know listen everything costs money and it is much more expensive and because of cocktail party we are able to afford it and we know that you guys want that pod the next day and we're gonna do Mm -hmm. that for you so we will be changing i believe it's april 29th yeah so we'll start publishing the pod on saturdays now which you know, I don't know if you guys remember, but a little while ago, B put out a poll about like what day and everything. So part of it is, you know, Saturday is not as, as typical of a podcast release day, but part of it is just because, again, we are still both the same, B and Amanda, that like from a year ago where we are, you know, busy moms with kids. And so usually Thursdays or Fridays are the days that we can record. So that is we'll continue to do that and then have the pod for cocktail party out immediately and then have the pod for everyone else that is not a member out on Saturdays so but wait here's the good thing about that Amanda because I was like weighing it in my head but what a follower said to me was B it makes a lot of sense the commuters might be annoyed. And listen, you could still listen on Monday. But yeah. if I'm recording on Thursday evening, it's everything from the whole week that has been on television and a lot of the tea that has come in. Whereas mm-hmm. if we were to do Monday or Tuesday, we're behind whether we put it out the next day or not. Right. So, like, yes, our hot tea may come in during the weekend, but a lot of our hot tea correlates with what we're watching currently. So it really makes sense to do Saturday. And I know myself, Saturday mornings are usually me up and getting a workout in or getting laundry done or getting stuff done before I have to do the kids' activities and sports and all that good stuff. So I often push my pods off till Saturday morning because I like to have it to entertain me while I do that. So there's that. Yeah, And we'll still be there Monday morning for the commute. We're going to try Saturday, everything. And listen, we take feedback. That's something that... I appreciate the constructive criticism because we want to do better. I mean, we want to have a good product and we want you guys to like it. There's no point in doing this if everyone's like, you suck. Yeah. And we've been hearing for a while, like, hey, we love what you guys are talking about. But sometimes it's almost a week later once it actually gets out. And B and I have been very conscientious about that and really working to 
figure out a way to fix it. And so we're going to try it. And, you know, that's the other thing too, is like, we'll, we'll keep trying things to continue to make things better. So we might change the day again, who knows, but that right now is the plan to get things out as quickly as we possibly can. Yes. So, okay, let's start, I think, with Southern Charm. So I know that the season is coming up. There's been a lot of talk about, you know, I don't want to go as far as to say a Scandaval situation, but a definite love triangle hooking up with an ex kind of situation with Taylor and Austin, Austin being Shep's good friend. You know... I'm looking forward to Shep's reaction, honestly, because I already know that Olivia and Taylor had this big fallout. So with Shep, I predict him playing it off as if it isn't a big deal. We know him and Austin are not beefing. They've been hanging out. And again, it goes back to like the men always get out easier than the women It irritates me. Here, we know that Taylor and Olivia are not following each other on social. I've heard there's a lot of drama this season centered around them. Taylor apparently is really upset with Olivia because she feels like she made too big a deal out of it Mm -hmm. and made her the bad guy. And here we have the men seemingly fine. Now, do I think Shep is butthurt? Yeah. And, you know... I'm going to say it, Amanda. I find Austin more attractive than Shep. (laughs) (laughs) I I did not see that coming. I don't even know how to react to this. I want to know. I want to know how many cocktailers are going to send him a message saying, oh, my God, Bravo and Cocktail says she finds you attractive. She has a crush on you. Okay. (laughs) All right. Reel it in. If there is any crush going on, everybody knows Craig would be my pick. So let's not even go there. But I do find Austin more attractive than I don't find Shep attractive. And not because he's old, because I mean, hey, I'm not young either. And I'm joking about him being old, guys. He's closer. I think I'm, well, no. How old? Austin and Craig are 35. And Shep is what, 44? Shep is in his 40s. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like right in the middle of, I could go either way, really, age wise. But with. This is taking such a turn. I can. I really am so glad my husband doesn't today. (laughs) I would not have got. I would not have guessed this one. (laughs) My imaginary Charleston dating life wasn't on your bingo card. (laughs) Thinking you say Austin is attractive. (laughs) Okay, all jokes aside, I'm sober. By the way, I'm drinking Poland Spring. I'm not sponsored by them. But I do have a liquid IV in it because I do have a little headache, a little bit too much wine last night. Listen, if I were imaginarily dating in Charleston, I would definitely go younger. I mean, I would de- <laughs> I would definitely be in the, like, 30s, mid-30s pool than the 40s pool because, like, I'm not getting remarried. If it doesn't work out with my husband after all these years, I'm done with marriage, so. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Anyway, I always found Shep to be attractive, but I think as, and this is not an age thing, it's like almost as I've seen more of him, I just kind of, some of the, like, it's almost such a cocky and like, I always thought his intelligence, the fact that he was a reader was kind of sexy, but I don't know. He's just, I don't know if he's just getting kind of cranky or I don't know I don't know know what what I think you know what I think it is and I think that watching Craig grow up has really highlighted it it's he's aging but he's not maturing yeah yeah that's a good way to put it and I think that's making him less attractive because certainly in the early seasons he was cute and whatever and he was how long has the show been on would you say 10 years 12 years 10 I think at least yeah so yeah yeah. We've okay. established that neither of us are dating Shep anytime soon, in our heads or otherwise. <laughs> oh, my God. But you're saying there's a chance for Austin. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. okay. I'm, I'm, I'm just kidding. in a marry, marry, screw, kill situation, I would marry Craig 
I'm not it. Forget it. I'm changing yeah, the subject. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't even go there. Just don't. I feel like that game always gets everybody into trouble. Yeah. Okay. So also Southern Charm. There's a couple other of fallouts happening friendship wise. There's let's start with the Naomi one first because we have talked about that on episodes 24 and 25 of the podcast. So I, th- I think it was in episode 24. We did a full deep dive of the lawsuit against Naomi as filed by her ex-business partner, Ginny. And then in 25, Naomi filed a countersuit where, I mean, it sounds like there was just a lot of toxicity happening in general, but I definitely go back and listen if you guys didn't hear because there's a lot of detail This was one that really interested me. So I really dove deep into, you know, and what was going on with the lawsuit. And as of back then, we had said, you know, there was no court date, but that the case was going to go into ADR, which is stands for Alternative Dispute Resolution. And in this case, they're going to mediation. And it looks like the mediation is or has happened around now, but there has not been any kind of resolution or update filed to the case. I just checked on that yesterday, which means that it's either still in progress or, you know, their teams are finalizing some stuff and they that they haven't filed anything. But there's a good chance we might never know how things end up because, and if they're going to mediation, that means both sides are trying, you know, to settle it out before they have to go to trial, which is very expensive which is interesting given the email that we got. We got some intel coming in from Charleston. So the email said, so blank was in my circle of peripheral friends in Charleston, but I still have friends from Charleston who see her and who still give me the tea, like all the shit going down between her and her ex-BFF business partner. Her former BFF business partner, Ginny, we'll say it starts, or I guess it's the same Ginny, got effed over, but she doesn't really have a leg to stand on legally because it's not just, it's not going to hold up in court and has way more money. There are texts and emails proving that G isn't lying, but no legally binding contracts. I think that's a problem. And I think that's, I mean, from my memory of what we discussed going back through the case. That's exactly what it said. It said, like they said, we're business partners that were 50, you know, but there were no, there was no actual contract signed. It says also then G had to move in with her parents in, we'll just say really far outside of Charleston because she couldn't afford living in Charleston. And and all the legal fees, and has blackballed her from getting a fashion job in Charleston, which again, we have heard because this was actually alleged in Ginny's um, Jenny's claims against Naomi that Naomi had called other employers and said, don't hire her. I mean, clearly this is gossipy. And it could be one-sided, right? It could be somebody who's friends with Ginny and doesn't like Naomi. But if it's true, it's very cold-hearted. The reality is that should Ginny have got a legal contract? Yes, of course. And Amanda and I say that time and time again. We said it with Mm -hmm. Pizzagate. We've said it with so many situations. However... If somebody is your friend, to take advantage of them in a way where you know they're owed. Like, I could see Naomi being like, I put more money in, it's more mine. But you should offer her some sort of settlement without getting sued. Like, something could have been mediated prior to a lawsuit. But, you know, people overwhelmingly, when I shared this email, said that they weren't surprised because Naomi has always seemed cold. And she beat it off the show so quick. (laughs) I mean, she didn't have a good showing. I have to stop saying, I mean, when we have to. So Amanda and I listen to the episode after we record before we publish it. And I notice I say, I mean, like every five minutes. So I have to stop saying that. Anyway. All right. I don't notice it that much. And I always listen. I think I think we're our own 
solves hardest critics, right? Cue the review. She always says, I mean. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. So she didn't have a great showing, okay, in last season. But I don't even think it's that. I think the lawsuit lawsuit was the main reason. And I say that because as a business owner in Charleston, we know it's a benefit. Look at Leva. Look at Craig. We know it's a benefit to be on the show. So, like, you were willing to come back and show your whole ass even though you kind of badmouth the show. And for you to not come back now, it's because you know this is going to come up. She did have that very wealthy boyfriend who may have influenced her decision not to come back. I have no idea if they're still together. I was getting a lot of stuff on them, and I haven't recently but I did and this is a little tidbit for our southern charm folks random showed up in my dms a message a couple messages from followers so her ex matul who cheated on her they moved to new york city a couple weeks into their move she went back home to like finish packing up she opens his lab laptop a la scandaval and on the laptop she finds that he was having an affair with his ex The cheating was going on for like over a year. So apparently his picture was circulating social media and it was posted in a Facebook group. So there is some Facebook group, Cocktailers, maybe you've heard of it. I haven't. I'm not in the dating world. That essentially if you're dating somebody or you're talking to somebody maybe on like, you know, one of these apps or something Mm -hmm. and you suspect that they have like a wife or a long-term girlfriend or something, you post them and it's called something like, is anyone else dating this guy or something like that? Yeah. And he was posted on there. So this is recently. Recently, like this week. Oh gosh. So like Bravo men, I mean, okay, he's a borderline Bravo man. It has always annoyed me that he had the blue check. This is before you could buy the blue check. It has always annoyed me he had the blue check. Pause. He didn't deserve it. He was only a public figure because of his girlfriend who he then cheated on. He should lose that blue check or they should charge him for it. But Bravo men do better. Side note, the reason I did not buy a blue check, which I totally would buy it because if it gives me a bat line to customer service at Instagram, I'm here for it. We all know I need service because I get reported. But you need to put your real name and your real picture, which is why I got denied. So I'm hoping that they do come up with something for content creators. I feel like they will at some point. Yeah. Because there's a lot of people like me who, you know, don't want to show their... Right. I wouldn't want to... I don't know. Right. I I get it. You know what I never liked about that Matul guy is that time when they're eating... They're like at a coffee shop and he gave her a really hard time for ordering a brownie or something. And I was like, you know... Ew. That just always really throws... I don't like that. I don't like that at all. He Questioning had a lot what of, somebody eats. He was mm-hmm. rude to her about a lot of different things. I always was, like, alarmed by it because she's not a pushover. Right. So it surprised me that she was attracted to somebody who told her what to do and then, like, put her down and... Was so yeah. judgmental. He was very judgmental of her, and he was like trying to like mold her into what he felt was like how his girlfriend should be. Yeah, and I feel like of- she. Yeah, she told herself some story like he's a real man, and so I really need to listen to his opinion. And like, it, I just don't think that. Yeah, I just, I just don't think he's a really good guy. It's and kind of any- sad because we know that when she broke up with Craig. A big issue in their relationship was she felt like he wasn't ambitious enough, which <laughs> yeah. how the tables have turned. And I think that she saw this guy. And so because he was successful and a doctor, you know, he was in medical school and a doctor, she allowed that to cloud her judgment to the point where she's like, well, he's got to be right because he's a doctor. Right. Right. And he's like this. Yes. I totally agree. Okay. Well, the other thing that we have been hearing about and kind of talking about online is Madison. She had opened a salon, I think it was right right during or right after COVID, with a good friend. And we get a lot of questions about it. So we got this email that said, from Southern Not So Charming, email thosesalonowners at gmail.com. A friend of a friend is one of a few new hairstylists who are moving into Maven, the salon that Madison and her friend opened. 
They are both completely out of the business and sold it after a falling. We asked if they knew what it was, but the new stylist only said it was a big fight and there was no coming back. Seems like it must have been huge since the business barely had opened and started running before it was closed. Mm. Well, we know there was a fallout because the friend whose name escapes me right now, it was like some common kind of name like Brittany or something like that. She wasn't at Madison's wedding, which they were super tight. She was supposed to do the makeup and hair, and she wasn't there. So, you know, Madison might not need to work as a stylist anymore because she's on a reality show. She's a very successful influencer. She's got partnerships. But her friend would still need to. So I imagine that whatever happens there, the friend is now working at another salon. So Charleston Peeps, we're looking for more info on the friend and... More of the details. You know, uh, the speculation is that Madison screwed her over. And I guess people assume that because you assume that Madison had more money to put down. I mean, that would be the assumption. But we don't know if that's true or speculation. Yeah, Yeah, we definitely. And I don't think there's been any kind of real anything sent to us saying what really happened and was Madison, you know, who knows. And you guys, it does happen a lot. Business partners fall out and move on. So I hope they both end up doing okay. I know that there's so much money and so much star power going into Charleston. I'm sure there's plenty of celebrity clients to work on and, and, and everything, probably plenty for everybody. Summer house. So let's chat about this last, let's, let's talk about Danielle and Lindsay in this last episode. Well, you guys know, I went into this saying, I'm going to wait and see. But honestly, in like my heart of hearts, I really figured I would side more with Danielle. And I pictured Lindsay was icing her out and maybe doing something to cause this. But that is not what we're seeing. You know, Lindsay and Carl, from my estimation, unless there is something that is not being spoken about, have not done one thing for Danielle to be having these weird outbursts and reactions. Yes, it's projection. But what I don't think Lindsay said, like, I don't think Lindsay said anything wrong at the housewarming. We've discussed on our pod intel that we've received about Danielle and Robert's relationship. We've discussed Mm -hmm. it a few times. The explosive fights. I even had an email sent to me from not the season we're watching, the previous season, where we only saw them, I think, fight once. But somebody said, like, they were always fighting and production gave her a good edit and stuff. Rumors he was a cheater. You don't see Lindsay say anything negative about Danielle's relationship other than what Danielle has shared herself, which is being with a chef is hard because of the hours. So I am sure that Lindsay is thinking this is where Danielle's reaction comes from, but a good friend wouldn't say that on television. Even to this point, Lindsay has not said it. She hasn't said it on Watch What Happens Live. So Lindsay is still being a good friend to her, in my opinion. Danielle is wrong. I think Lindsay is owed an apology. You know, we are looking at a 35-year-old woman, and I believe Carl's the same age, in their mid-30s, They have been friends for a number of years. Why would they have to wait so long to get engaged? Yeah, I am 100% on the same page with that. And I don't think it's fair that everyone, I mean, they've been together a year at that point, like almost a year. I don't think it's that crazy. And they've known each other and been such good friends and been so close. Like none of that seems odd to me whatsoever. So I completely agree with you. They're both ready for the next phase of their life. They've been partying in the Hamptons for 10 years. They did it all. They want to live in a home together and get married and have children. And these are all natural things that some, not all, some people want to do. They want to do it. And also, Amanda, everyone was saying their relationships seem fake. I think their relationship seems very genuine, very supportive, very healthy. I, yeah, I don't pick up on any fakeness at all. And I never did because I was like, they really are really good friends and have been there for each other. And especially 
you know, talking about Carl's brother who died and, you know, Lindsay, I thought the way that she kind of handled it and just, you know, just said, hey, by the way, don't forget that this today is the day just to remind people to be a little sensitive around him. And then, of course, his mom who comes to the party. Like, I think the whole Lindsay and Carl thing with I don't think they're moving too fast. I, I think that's that's just silly. I do feel a little like Lindsay is sort of like, I feel like she was a little brushing Danielle off a little. I felt like she did it at the end of the party and at the end of the last episode, beginning of the first one, she was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Instead of, instead of saying like, I see what you're saying, I'm sorry. However, I think that Danielle is lashing out as well so how about this amanda i hear what you're saying but how about this how about Lindsay knows danielle does not want to talk about her relationship issues on camera so there's not really a way i'm just hypothetically there's not really a way to tie that up with a bow on camera but how about there's a world where Lindsay speaks to danielle privately and says listen i know that Robert isn't around a lot. And like, is that bothering you? And maybe that is. And maybe Danielle is like in a phase where, and again, a natural reaction. Your friend is having a whirlwind love affair and about to get engaged and living in a beautiful apartment and your relationship isn't doing well. And maybe she doesn't want to talk about it with Lindsay, which is fair. But we don't know that Lindsay didn't reach out to her in that way because a good friend wouldn't bring it up on camera. Now, my opinion would be different if... Lindsay sat there and said either to her or behind her back, she's projecting on me because Robert's never around and they're always fighting and all of stuff that Danielle has not shared, right? That we know was happening. We know it was happening. They broke up. So she wanted to get back together. He didn't, you know. So Yeah. Well, and Danielle wanted to buy a place and he's like, I don't want to. And like, yeah, I think this is a great point that you bring up that there is, it's not just projecting, but there's some, I don't want to say jealousy, but just some like, it's hard. It's probably hard on Danielle when she's seeing her relationship quality go down and then she's seeing Lindsay and Carl's go up. That probably could feel extra hard for her. And I think she's having trouble communicating because I do think she's happy for that. I think her idea is like, but why do you got to get engaged so quick? And I do think that piece is projection because she's saying to herself, I've been with him three years and there's no talk and they're together eight months. And, you know, we don't know if she was going to him and saying, and look, they're getting engaged and I want to be engaged. And maybe that's part of their breakup. We don't know. Yeah. Something tells me that probably I think the reunion, Danielle, if she doubles down, the friendship's over. Because if she's watching this, her screaming into the pillow, which we see upcoming, is so bizarre. And on Watch What Happens Live, Carl was like, it was really weird. It was a really weird exchange. Like, I wanted to go into it, and she's screaming into a pillow, and it gets worse. And he said, I hope they really show the conversation in its entirety because the stuff she says is weird. And it really – it was not about me and Lindsay. It was her own stuff. Right, right. Exactly. And I think it's also because we expect Danielle to be level-headed and – She's always been the voice of reason. I think it's doubly shocking. It's like, if it were Lindsay, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But speaking of Summer House, getting away from the negativity, I love Sam, Amanda. I know. This was her for sure breakout episode. I was cracking up when she's like, I love to be ignored. Yes. (laughs) And then on Watch What Happens Live, I love her and Corey together. I... You know, we've been saying to each other, every pod that we talk about Summer House, where do they go from here? Well, I think we found the future of Summer House. Whether Corey and Sam work out or not, which I hope they do, I see them as being the new Amanda and Kyle, if you will. You know, she's a little bit more spunky than Amanda. And maybe yeah. he, maybe he's not as outlandish as Kyle. So, you know, Paige is Craig's girlfriend which gives her an in and whether, you know, she's back in the house, Sam gets along with everybody. 
So she's the perfect person to center it around because as things stand now, which we know it'll change because she'll start beefing next season because they all do. Lindsay could even have like a reduced role if they didn't stay there all the time. Maybe her and Carl would come out a few weekends if she chose to do that. Or she's very friendly with Sam. Any of the girls could come out. Certainly we could find some guys that Corey's friends with. I don't care if they're from, where's he from? Not Charleston, but Charlotte. Charlotte. I suppose Kyle could stay in the house, but maybe he would go a different direction. I don't know. I just, yeah. I think it would be a wild summer. I think that, you know, they just got serious. She said on Watch What Happens Live, that not serious, but they just said they're in a monogamous relationship. So now a couple months into it, you're doing a share house together in the Hamptons. Drama right there. Yeah. The ebbs and the flows and the working the relationship out in a environment where people are partying and single. Do we know what Corey does for like for a living outside of the show, obviously? Does he own gyms? I want to say he's a trainer or he owns gyms or something. I'm just curious if there's a reason, you know, like that he wouldn't be able to move to New York like Sierra did. Because Sierra lived in Atlanta, too, remember? And then she made the move. So, you know, I agree with you. I'm really liking them. And that was a really fun little vignette to see them, especially like making out in the pool. It was... Yes. It was fun. He said on Watch What Happens Live that he does plan on, he's always wanted to live to New York and it is a plan, but not like right now, like, you know, in the future. And then Paige is like, awesome. And now Craig can just move to New York. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And then I think the reunion is filming today, right? No, Jersey's filming today. Oh, Jersey is, oh, that's right. That's why I saw Marge. I saw Marge on that. Okay, got Which it. We're going to get to Jersey, guys. Don't you worry. No, but it's filming soon. I mean, this reunion, you know, nothing can really rival the Vanderpump reunion, but Lindsay and Danielle showdown will be good. The other women, I predict they're going to stay mostly out of it because, you know, they don't like Lindsay, but they can't really ride for Danielle when all of us, you know, again, back to this set of people being very social media savvy They know the pulse of the audience. The pulse of the audience is not going to stand for them. Backing Danielle when she clearly is in the wrong. I mean, the vast majority agrees with her being in the wrong. The only way that happens is if Lindsay hits below the belt and says, yeah, but Robert was a cheater and all that kind of stuff. Then obviously they'll side with Danielle. I don't see Lindsay doing that. I think Lindsay's smart enough to know we're on her side. Why would she spoil that? Lindsay, if you're listening, ride this wave, babe. But yeah, I mean, she owes her an apology. If Danielle comes to her senses, she's going to show up at that reunion and say, listen, I did think it was fast. It wasn't that I was unhappy for you guys. You guys now know that Robert and I are broken up. I was probably projecting a little bit I didn't really realize it at the time, and I hope that we can mend this. To which I'm sure Lindsay will say, let's mend it. Own your shit, you know? Own your shit. Yeah, I completely agree. So Miami, they – so we know that Marisol and Alexia are starting their own podcast called Ay Por Favor. I think it came out today. So I'll be very interested to hear what – they have to say, but they on two T's in a pod came on and talked to Tamara and to Teddy just about, you know, about the show. And Marisol said that she will never make up with Adriana and told production that she won't film with her. Teddy had a pretty strong reaction to that and said she hates when housewives cast the show or like try to self-produce the show by icing people out and that Marisol just needs to ignore her at events but not interfere with filming. I'm with Teddy who by the way we saw filming with Beverly Hills this week which we had posted that she would be and she is. I'm here for a Teddy comeback. I everybody knows I am a flip-flopper. I like them. I love them. They annoy me. Teddy always annoyed me but I see her value, and I like her on her podcast, mostly. Mm-hmm. Marisol, whom I love, I love her. I always have. I loved her mom. I think she's great. She needs to chill. 
Adriana is also an OG. Her yeah. and Alexia think they run the show. I think that they're pretty pissed off because they expected when they iced her out initially, she would just fade out. Instead, she's very friendly with the newbies who are hugely popular. You have Dr. Nicole, breakout star. You have Gertie, who's well-received. Julia, for me, is a little boring, but she's got Martina. She's, she's, she's not going anywhere. And they're all friends. So it's becoming, for me, too much of a divided cast. Mm-hmm. I don't want this Jersey-style alliances. Girls, hash this out on camera. Be snarky. No one is saying you have to be best friends. But icing Adriana out because of the past and because of comments she made is not going to please the audience. Yeah, I think we all were really feeling that at the reunion. And just like, this is not fun for us to watch after a while. And and again, Adriana has her own sitch sometimes too. Like with the awkward letter about Marisol's liver. You know, but it just, it gets uncomfortable and it's just, you're totally right. It's just not that fun when there's such a divide. Like, figure it out so that we can keep all of you. Because, you know, Adriana has some some great moments too. And I think Marisol and Alexia are probably trying, they are probably doubling down a little too hard on the show being all about them. And they might live to regret it. So, and by the way, listen to you agreeing with Teddy again. I love it. Right. You know, I've always been a Teddy fan. But guys, like, again, this is going back to this. We brought this up a few times that we, I think that's one of the things that I like about you and I is that we are open and that we do change our minds about some of these people and that we don't just ride for one of the housewives and can never see a redeeming value of any, you know, the ones that we don't like ever again we are allowed to change our minds and i i think that makes us that makes us human it's so, like that meme that we've all seen that says normalize changing your opinion when presented with new information mm-hmm. it's one of the reasons that teresa tree stands irritate me so much i'll say it again that obtuse way of thinking i can admit when i'm wrong i can admit when i've misjudged Like, I expected Lindsay to be wrong in the fight based on past behavior. I was wrong. I agree with Lindsay. I'm not going to because I'm not a Lindsay stan. And I don't mean that to say I don't like Lindsay, but I'm just saying, like, I'm not going to say... If Melissa were wrong in something, and I'm clearly a Melissa fan, and I've said it on the podcast when I have disagreed with her, I'm going to point out that I disagree with her. I have said many times, just because I prefer her doesn't mean that I think that she's never done anything wrong. It takes two to tango. You don't fight right. to this degree without having done missteps yourself. So, you know. Yeah, totally agree. Speaking of... Yeah, <laughs> seriously, I was just going to say, and especially with Teresa and Melissa, what did you think of that whole situation where I think it was Rachel who brought it up but said, you know, are the kids are the kids friends? Are they talking? Are they still close? You know, I think it's interesting that even, like, the other side, because let's face it, it's teams on these shows, but you even saw, like, Jen and Danielle say, oh, I don't think Rachel was stirring the pot. She was certainly stirring the pot. I don't think that question would have been asked if it weren't stirring the pot because everybody knows there's beef in their family. So why, if you have to ask if their kids are close, then the answer may not be what you want to hear. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I didn't feel, and she probably was, honestly, but... It would be a question I would have if I were right. friends, you know, that I would be curious of, like, what is going on? But with it being such a charged environment and with them all barely holding on by a string. It's reality. Just and, even on this trip. Right. And somebody's yeah. got to stir the pot. It's a reality show. I'm just saying it was interesting that everyone was like, she wasn't. Listen, as parents, Amanda, with children that play sports, we both have kids that play sports that are on travel teams. We know they become very competitive. You really do have to miss family functions because of games and tournaments and competitions. I myself have a situation this Sunday where I have plans to see cousins of mine and I'm having my husband stay home because my son is on two teams and he can't miss a game for this because I know there's going to be a game coming up and he's going to have to pick between soccer and basketball. We all know this. Yeah. So Teresa knows this. 
as yeah. all of her daughters have been, you know, have had to miss things. And I think it was very appropriate for Melissa to say Gabriella had to miss for Joey's communion because it was right. apples to apples. It sucks to have to miss something. And you already feel a guilt. And it's something I really didn't get until recently. When my kids were little, I remember my cousin's son would miss things. And in my head, I would kind of be like, he's missing this for a basketball game. Like, it would be like, you know, and I get it now. You You commit. You're all in. Teresa knows this. She was blaming the Gorgas for the kids not being close. At a minimum, she was blaming Joe and Melissa. But I want to say, these are kids who drive now. Antonia drives. Mm -hmm. Gia drives. I don't know if Melania drives. But... They are not babies. They have cell phones. If they wanted to maintain a relationship, they could. I'm not saying, and I'm not blaming Melissa or Teresa for that. Their situation has created discomfort that clearly they're not comfortable reaching out to each other. And that's the blame on all parts. Yeah, I agree. And I agree about the sports situation, having a kid on a travel team. It's definitely, it's not just for the kid. It's a family commitment. So generally at least one parent's going on those th- those travel tournament weekends. Anyway, and the reason it's such a big commitment is because you are, you're trying out for these teams and you're taking somebody else's spot. So if you are not going to those games, like or you're not going to those tournaments, the chances are that you you might not make it the next year. So anyway, I feel like that was a poor excuse because Teresa's girls are competitive dancers who travel too. And anyway, it just seemed, I don't know. I don't like that they were talking about it. And you could tell Dolores, she was not having it. She's like, like the look on her face, she's like, kids are off limits. Hmm. So... Well, speaking of kids being off limits, I got an email, (laughs) as Cocktail Party knows, and it's pretty interesting, Amanda, because the email is saying that the behind... So we know they're filming today, Thursday, and it's saying the behind the scenes leading up to the Jersey reunion are an all-out war, and not just the Teresa versus Melissa of it all. The reunion is going to be a bloodbath. Dolores is upset right now. It's not unfathomable that she may lose Teresa as a friend after the reunion. It's about Frankie Jr. and Louie working together. Big Frank is pissed and plans on bringing it up. Now, guys, this is an email. I don't know. A fan could have made this up off the top of their heads and sent it to me. However, Hmm. as you guys all know, if you're listening, you've been listening and following for a while, oftentimes... Our emails are windows into what is happening. Right. You know, I can see a world where Dolores talks privately to Teresa about it, but doesn't want it on the reunion. And maybe Frank is, listen, Frank is very good friends with Joe Gorga and has been for many years. Joe and Louie are obviously at odds. Maybe Frank's like, screw Louie, I'm bringing this up on camera. He wants to make my friend look bad. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think not have anything to do with Joe Gorga. It might be like he's, you know, mad about whatever it is well, that's that going too. on with Frankie. That you know, because I don't think, I think Frank has probably been wisely counseled by Dolores to, you know, walk the same line that she does, which I swear to God, she walks on an, a razor's edge staying friends with them all like I am I always applaud her but yeah I guess we'll see and I think we'll be hearing more and I'm hoping we hear some more coming in even today because we often get we often get little tidbits after a reunion or even during it films so okay I want to talk to you about they're getting wise to that though we had so much fun getting those tidbits and now they started member VPR they took the phones (laughs) yeah I don't know that they took Jersey's phones. I'm just speculating. Yeah, we'll see. Okay, so let's talk about... I want to say I had maybe had a few margaritas when I, like, texted you or DM'd you on Instagram about Rochelle and possibly Tom being at Miraval. (laughs) I was like, this is not a fucking rehab. Excuse my language. But like I said, I had had a few margaritas. This is not a mental health facility. So I don't know. So the rumor was that that Rochelle was there. Apparently, 
now we're thinking Tom was. It's all confusing because he was at Coachella. He was photographed hanging out at, at his house with Billy Lee, who, by the way, claims to have picked a side, not picked a side, right? She says she's friends with both. She's supporting both. But we know because we heard she's hoping to film. And so she's yeah. clearly picking Tom's side because who else has he got to film with? I mean, who, you know. So anyway, Tom posts calling out Miraval, who posted to Insta. So Miraval shared a picture of their bar, one of their bars at their resort. In the caption wrote, these are the best times of our life. Basically the chorus of the Vanderpump right. Rules song. He was trying to garner sympathy. He posted this whole thing like, I know I've made a mistake, but how dare they invade our privacy by posting this dude if they're posting it it's because you're there at either a free or reduced rate and you probably made a deal to post at some point and now you're looking for a moment where you felt you could garner sympathy yeah not gonna happen and one of my followers happened to be at Miraval allegedly and they said they actually work at Miraval, but that's neither here nor there. They said a lot of people work there, so they'll never know who. A couple months ago, they started working there. Tom was there this week and was telling everyone how in love he is with Rachel. He's going to marry her. He had zero remorse, similar to what we're actually seeing happen in real time. The person said he is just as narcissistic and gross in person as we all think he is. I guess someone tried to explain to him how what he did was wrong and he just continued to justify his actions and he is not trying to change yeah. for the better. I mean, who's shocked at this? So I know, I know I have not been to Miraval, but I have many friends who have. I have looked at it and the reason I know specifically about Miraval is Miraval it's a, you know, it's like a spa where you go and stay, right? And it there is, there's health and physical wellness and mental wellness and all of that. But the reason I know Miraval is it's the only spa that also serves alcohol. <laughs> that's why a lot of my friends that have gone are like, yes, I'm going to do all of the 6 a.m. yoga and all of the working out and all of the like you know, going, walking through the like mindfulness path, but then I'm going to have, you know, and I'm going to eat the healthy food, but I'm going to have a glass of red wine. Right. And that's right. why I specifically know about Miraval, but, and I have, like I said, I've always wanted to go, but I just wanted to call out, like, there is a big difference between a Miraval where yes, you can have some mindfulness and some mental wellness kind of things. But this is not rehab and this is not a mental health facility. Let's put it this way. Like they don't take medical insurance, right? So I feel like that was yet another bad move on Rochelle's part by saying, hey, I'm checking into a, men you know, I'm with for my mental health, like making it sound like she's going into some sort of facility where there is a mental health facility, but really she's going to a spa. Like, oh, again, own it. Be like, I need to turn the world off for a little while. I'm going to go check in to a, you know, place like that, you know, a, a spa. But right. I don't know. Again, I'm just, it really, really annoyed me that she made it sound like she was checking into a rehab or mental health facility well she's been doing a while she also a while Did, so the episode and the preview for next week so now you know we're seeing more of the stolen looks now we are seeing more people starting to pick up including Allie and Sheena on is something going on with Sandoval and Rochelle. Amanda, I said it when... What are you thinking? You're right about her almost weaponizing mental health, right? And this isn't the first time we've seen this. If you remember when Sandoval first went down, you know, in the days that followed, I don't know if you watched the... Sh Do you know who Rob Dyrick is? Deirdre? Yeah. 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 Ridiculousness on MTV. Yeah. So his wife apparently was diagnosed with as being an adult with autism 
as an adult later in life. And she had posted something about her diagnosis and people commented in support of her, which was beautiful. And it's, you know, fantastic for her to be open about it. And hopefully people see that there are people who are diagnosed as adults, right? They don't, you know, we think if a child is, if you are a child with autism, you are diagnosed as a child, not always the case. So I say all that to say Raquel wrote something like, I can relate to this so much. And Mm -hmm. that is where people started saying, now, I'm not making any claims as to whether Raquel does or doesn't, is or isn't on the autism spectrum. I'm not commenting on it one way or the other, as I personally feel that I don't want to offend anyone. I personally have people close to me in my life that I love Mm -hmm. and are important to me who are adults and children on the autism spectrum. So I am saying none of this in any way that is diminishing anything I feel that the timing of her commenting that was very convenient whether it is or isn't something that is personal to her it is not something that she had ever shared previously so what a convenient time to do it and now we see it with mental health this is also a woman a woman who misused our justice system to have a restraining order on somebody who posed no threat to her so we're seeing her it is something an entitled person does who does things like this, who uses these kind of things. So that is, I guess that's my point to say about Miraval. Yeah, again, and it's so funny listening to you kind of go back through all of these things. She sounds like a just lost person. And you know what? That is something you can own and be like, I am, I am lost, you know, and I have been making really bad decisions and I need to get my own you know, poop and a scoop over here and figure out what is driving me to make some of these bad decisions. To me, that is taking way more accountability than being like, I'm checking into a mental wellness facility and making it like... Well, so here's what's interesting. My source told me that she wasn't at Miraville. And my source said that because Miraville, as you pointed out, is a resort. And he felt that they would get pictures. He wasn't 100% sure he wasn't there. It was his feeling that she wasn't. A follower that same time messaged me and said, for a variety of reasons that they explained, they thought that she was at Canyon Ranch in Tucson, Arizona. And sure enough, that is currently where Sandoval is, where we saw him posting those weird stories of him like doing archery and closing his whatever. So it makes sense now why he's pissed at Miraville. He was probably going to Miraville and they were going to meet up. So now they're both currently at the Canyon Ranch in Tucson, Arizona. And I know that because cocktailers went to the websites they did side by sides of (laughs) oh yeah the different activities and they lined up so that's where they are and yes they used mental health to garner sympathy and this is not to say that Raquel does not need some help with her mental health this is not to say that she is a person who may or may not need treatment it's to say that that is not currently what she's doing (laughs) Yeah. And as you were talking, I just Googled, can you drink alcohol at Canyon Ranch? And Because <laughs> again, like I said, the friends that I've got, they were like, it is not served there, but you can bring it in your room is what it is saying on Google. I don't know. That's just what Google is saying. But guys, like, I don't know. I think they both could probably use a little time away from alcohol. And, you know, that's the other thing, too, as we're seeing the preview for the next week. We know they're under this, the Toms are under this extreme crunch to try to get everything open. And what's so crazy is the alley sees Tom at See You Next Tuesday and then at the Abbey after. And I'm like, what guy who's like working his ass off truly to try to open his restaurant is going out past one o'clock in the morning? There was also a deleted scene that somebody posted, and it was, I mean, talk about, it was, and we get it, they're drinking, it was from the wedding. Ariana is in the hot tub next to Raquel, and Tom's sort of like between them. Yeah. It's so, you know what? And Rochelle says we look like a thruple, right? And then right. Ariana says, like, these pictures are never seen in the light of day, except for too bad it got caught on film <laughs> for and the show. And more to the point, Ariana 
has moved on. We know because we were emailed and told that Scandival is going to try to spin it that she's been with this guy. Listen, if she was with this guy, no. that would have been out already. His team, he has a very expensive PR team. His team would have put it out. This is a guy that I heard she used to work with in New York City back in the day when she lived here. In March, after they split, she was at a wedding with him in, I want to say Mexico. Mm-hmm. And they reconnected. He came to see her. They went to Coachella. They've been making out all over town. Nice rebound. Good for her. He's a cutie, yeah. personal trainer. I mean, I'd like to see her single. I hope she's not hopping into a relationship. It's none of my business, be quite honest with you. It's her business. Do whatever makes you happy. Whatever blows your hair back, Ariana. <laughs> yeah. I mean, go have some fun makeouts. I totally agree. Yeah. But you so, guys, this is a lot. And, you know, people say to me, I'm so over this. And I get it. And I get when you guys message me that. But I can't not post about it. So, you know, just skip past it. And I'm sorry. I, it is what it is. This is the biggest scandal we've ever had. It really is. No, okay. Is it bigger than Jen Shaw getting arrested? Maybe not. But they're bigger stars. And they're such a big cast. And we've known them for so long. So it's different. Totally. It totally is. Should we end on, like, the funny, the emails that we were... <laughs> you love this email. You got to do it. I love it so much. Which, by the way, I just... Maybe we it's... should make that a segment. Like, the emails, like, the bloopers that, like... Listen, sometimes I don't post stuff because then you guys are going to click the link and be like, really, this girl's bringing me to read this. But, like, we get such cute, funny stuff from you guys that yeah. sometimes isn't necessarily tea or it's a little bit of, like, intel. And I'll share it to my stories. But, you know, stories go away. So people miss it. Yeah. But this one, I don't know why I just got such a kick out of it. But the subject line is Kathy Hilton, just as you'd expect. And it says, nothing too exciting, but my husband is on a flight from L.A. to Dallas with Kathy Hilton. It sounds like she is as you would expect her to be. I know this isn't groundbreaking, but we don't live near any celebs. So this might be the only tea I ever get to spill. Always enjoy hearing it, though. Thanks. And so she forwards, like, a screenshot from her husband. And I think it's, like, saying Kathy Hilton's on the plane. And then she says, let me know if Kathy does anything else funny. And then it says, oh, can you see her shoes? Does she have on slippers? So the husband responds and says... I didn't notice, but based on her garb, it wouldn't surprise me. She has her hair up on one of those long chip clip deals, which gotta love the husband for (laughs) holding in a chip clip. And she's wearing an odd visor when she got on. She recently, she looks like she recently had a facial. And then here's another one. It said, Kathy is being a bit of a diva. She doesn't feel well and keeps asking for things. Hopefully she's doing okay. It says the flight attendant told her nicely that unfortunately he has other people he has to tend to also. (laughs) Also, guys, we got word today that apparently Kim Richards is going to be back as a friend of. I don't know if Kathy's filming. You know, she started late last season. My source isn't really able to confirm. So it's anyone's guess. She's not locked in by contract. I know that. Amanda, are we surprised that a rich, privileged woman is acting like a diva on a flight? No. No, absolutely not. When I'm and a wait. rich, privileged woman one day, I'm going to act like a diva on a flight too. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Oh, By the way, my daughter back. told me that when she's an adult, she's only fly- flying first class. Oh, I love her. And I, I said, I, okay, so what you're saying is me and daddy should be in first class and you and your brother can go in the back. Like, sit down, little girl. <laughs> Mary voice, little girl. Okay, so by the way, I emailed the person <laughs> no. to say, like, set up, tell us if there's anything else. And she's like, so he got a picture of her walking away, and I will describe it. So it's like, it looks like it's like a little white hair club with like cherries on it. And she's wearing, it's like a sun visor. It's like a straw sun visor. And she's wearing like a black kind of like sun dress with luggage with her initials on it. But like not, I see no Birkin. I see no like fancy Kathy Hilton vibes, which is again, why I, what other reason I love her. I love her. And I don't see, I can't see her shoes, unfortunately, in this picture. But this is why I am so tickled. It does look like she might be carrying a pillow, though. She is carrying a pillow with flowers and, like, scallops, scalloped edge. Again, Mm. 
This is why we love Kathy. Probably like from her couch. She just grabbed it on her way out. Like not a neck pillow. (laughs) And there you go. There's your cocktails and gossip exclusive for this podcast, guys. You guys are good. We love it. Cocktailers. Again, we know there's a lot of choices. We appreciate you tuning into us every week. And is it next week that we're doing this? That we're coming out the next day? Yes. I don't ever want to get a review about stale tea because I am busting my ass to make this sure you guys get this out. And honestly, it is a fair criticism and Amanda and I don't like it either. But and we're not going to get into the numbers and everything. It really wasn't feasible for us. And now it is. And as we improve, we try to, I don't know. Not as we improve. As we go on, we're going to keep trying to improve. So do let us know. You can always DM me or email. You don't need to put a negative review on Apple and act as if I am somebody who hurts kittens. But, you know, do you. (laughs) We do appreciate the feedback and we do listen. And to the stuff that we can fix, we really do work to fix it. So thank you guys. And with the 50th episode, this is this is exciting. I can't believe, you know, we launched with three episodes. So we're not quite like we're a little less than a month from our year anniversary. How crazy is that? It's crazy. It's crazy. Super crazy. And it's fun. And we love interacting with you guys. I mean, we really do love the community. And that's why we have so much fun over at Cocktail Party. And there is no pressure. I get it. I have a ton of bills. This is not a pressure comment. It's just us saying we genuinely enjoy our community. We appreciate everyone who tunes in. And till next week. We love you guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. Just want to ask you guys a favor. Just getting kicked off. So many people have been asking us to do this podcast. So please do subscribe. And if you've subscribed, go to your podcast app and hit those three little dots to share with your friends. But only friends who like good tea. Because the ones who don't care about tea, then like forget them. And don't forget, find us on Instagram at bravoandcocktails underscore and check out the website because some great tea gets put there daily that would get us kicked off of Instagram. (laughs) So thanks for listening, everybody. Bye, guys. See you next time.